conjure thee to speak to me. Speak as thou to speak to Jonas and Mercy. bad year in the world and as we were just discussing off mic not a great year for cinema and no. certainly not a good month for cinema either uh i'm sir richard drum this is still sarah cullen yes uh, yeah it's been hello, a bad sarah. hello <laughs> good to see you yeah, likewise um so yeah it's end of the year which obviously means lists and top tens and all that jazz first uh some reviews for the month that was december aka sarah cullen's worst month of the year in cinema ever maybe <laughs> Yeah. Take us away, Sarah, <laughs> with just lots of negativity. Yeah. Now that Trump has won, now the Trump movies have come. Culture has just... Yeah, just, the like, culture has changed. Collapse around us immediately. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know. That's what it feels like anyway. I've seen a very, very bad movies uh, this month. I feel like I feel like Scrooge right now, really. Yeah, I just came from uh, Passengers this morning, um, and I think... Um, I think I'm fairly safe in that I think people think this is going to be a terrible movie or yeah, the reviews have already been pretty bad. bad things about so it. So I'm okay in this one. Like a bad, bad month for just misogyny in general. Uh, Isn't that most months though? Yeah, most years yeah. human existence. But actually, I mean, this movie, like, it got as close to sort of like justifying, like just using women's bodies for your own, for, oh. you know, male purposes, whatever they are as movies have gotten yet i think mm-hmm, mm. um, Ugh, that's a bold statement the one i don't really want to see on yeah. screen well so i'll say what the um the story behind passengers is which is that some time i've actually missed the very beginning so i possibly <laughs> missed the part where they were like everything. It justified everything yes, yes exactly maybe <laughs> so sometime in the close future they're sending off colonizing ships to um new- newly discovered worlds that they're going to set up shop on so th- so this film takes place on the name avalon was the name of the ship which is a, a ship for five thousand people we were going to homestead two i think it was homestead two i don't know whether like homestead one was something we were supposed to know about <laughs> i don't in the know comic, who yeah knows? maybe so everyone's asleep in their cryogenic pods for the 120 years it takes to get there but then Chris Pratt's one opens uh, surprisingly early, 90 years early, and he uh, spends a year sort of trying to figure out what he's going to do. He has unlimited food and booze mm-hmm. and a robot friend, but uh, who's Michael Sheen? He's actually a good part of the movie. That makes sense. He's a yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, and then contemplating, will this be his life for the rest of his life? Or will he kill himself? Or will he... Uh, wake up one of the other passengers to be his uh, friend or maybe more and so he picks them <laughs> sounds like a bad dating ad <laughs> well it sort of is a really really bad one <laughs> so he yeah he decides to open well I was going to say uh, I suppose it's probably a just lucky coincidence the person he happens to pick is also probably one of the best looking mm-hmm. women in the world but no it's it's completely intentional and it's it's like he admits it it's it, you know it's like it's not a subtext thing so the he movie just... doesn't hide this like no because the trailers do hide this quite a lot mm-hmm. so the movie's right in front of him just going i'm bored i want that one yeah that's awful yeah no like it's 
it, it's so creepy and it's so blatant mm. and actually I heard so many people talking about ways they could have justified it like for example like as you see like later in the movie it's like oh no the ship is mal- malfunctioning we're gonna have to fix it like well wh- why couldn't Jennifer Lawrence's character be like a mechanic or you know have some sort of expertise mm. that might actually justify waking her up other than like oh she's really pretty I want to <laughs> touch parts of her um or Michael Sheen's character could have with good intentions thought oh my human friend is friend is, is lonely mm, that makes sense actually. maybe I should wake someone up to comfort him and it would still be super creepy but at least there's less culpability on the yeah part. yeah that's it it could it could have then become sort of maybe a moral tale about like him trying to figure out how much guilt he should have for what yeah. happens and um, whereas like no like the only times that he actually feels bad during the movie are is when she discovers what he's done mm-hmm. and then won't sleep with him basically like then then he's wow. sad then he wishes he hadn't done it anymore um Jesus. yeah is like, like the movie meant to be uh <laughs> i'm giving you too much credit here <laughs> some kind of analysis of the male psyche and what drives him through these bad is it meant are you meant to hate him or you meant to like oh that's even worse no no because um (laughs) he he becomes we were talking actually off Mm. off pod (laughs) we were that sounds very spacey it does yeah we were talking about this actually during the week like this is another like christ figure like at the end of the film he he dies to save the ship oh and then he's brought back to life because they have future technology but like it's that blatant and it and of course all his previous sins are gone because now he's died to save the ship or whatever so does she not sleep with him until that point and then sleep with him no she's been sleeping with him a lot of time before it's and actually at the yeah at the end then he's like oh i've discovered a way that one of us could go back to sleep and she's like, well, but now I love you. <laughs> so Stockholm sy- Syndrome uh, at its best, really. I hadn't really been sure about this one because I like Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. I was like, it just looks a bit shit from the trailers. Mm. But, you know, on them alone, maybe I'll see. I don't want to see this now. No. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I didn't pay money to mm. see this. Like, like, I really don't think people should put their money towards this. It's it's bad and it's creepy. Uh. And it's it's doing everything that like cinema just shouldn't do, really. Oh, that's a Jesus, that's a bold statement. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I forgot to tell you to do, and I didn't do one either. But like a worst of the year list, would that oh. make it? Do you think? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what's next in the, the line of hatred? Um, oh, I'm gonna get so much. Well, actually, I'm not probably not gonna get any, but I'm gonna <laughs> imagine everyone hating me for this. Edge of seventeen. It's just so woman hating and I, ca- I can't understand it it's a female director like female I think or maybe I'm wrong is it not female director I don't I, mm, keep talking I'll look it up okay thank you <laughs> and it's you know ostensibly like female led it starts off very good so with the main character whose name I can't remember Michelle Michelle yes <laughs> one in doubt Michelle um, by the way can I just jump in here uh, <laughs> I was talking to a former host of the podcast Jonathan the uh. other week and he has a massive issue with how we don't remember things and don't research oh. things he really hates it because he was always when he was hosting before he willingly left <laughs> adamant about getting names right and stuff i'm like no it's fine he, it really makes him mad so ah. get, get them all wrong okay michelle yeah, one I'm, michelle two michelle in edge yeah. of michelle <laughs> the beginning is back four years before when her her dad well actually the very beginning is a 
sort of quick growing up montage mm. of her making her first friend. So she makes her first friend after she's been bullied oh. by horrible girls at her school. And they both get the reason they both get on so well is because they don't get on with their own mothers. Then everything's going great until she turns 13 and her dad, who is the framework for the family or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, suddenly dies of a heart attack and everything is shit then for four years until she turns 17 or possibly the edge before 17. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure what they meant by edge. But the thing is that then... Yeah, you're right. Kelly Ferguson is Kelly the writer Fer- yeah. and director. You, you director, you. Um, I was looking at the, when you Google the thing, you get like the the ratings. So IMDb, 7.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 94%. Oh. Roger Ebert, who is dead. 3.5 out of 4. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish Times, 5 out of 5. So yeah, I'm guessing you're uh, not the, the most... No, I'm not, I'm not on the, the side of popularity of here. here. But all these obstacles are never seen again. The bullies do not return. Her friend doesn't have any more problems with her parents who were supposedly like drinking or fighting or whatever. I mean, her dad dying is sad for her family, but it's, you know, like it's, it's more a movie about sort of the malaise of being a teenager rather than my dad died. Everything is terrible since it, then. That can be fine. It, it can be fine. Yeah. It's just that when it's when it's like there with everything else, mm. it's it's sort of like, I don't know, you set up all these things. And then one of the biggest problems is that she, I think I think it's one of the things that's said in the like marketing for it, that her friend sleeps with her brother, who is she hates her brother, so now it's doubly terrible for her. But after that happens, her friend has about five words the whole rest of the movie. Like it's been set up till this point to be like, look at friendship, and and teenage times mm. and stuff. And her friend is just written out completely, pretty much. And from then on, it's her wandering around, getting into trouble, doing stupid stuff. And it becomes about her brother. Oh. Her mother, who has sort of become completely lost since her dad died. She can't do anything. She looks to her the brother to do everything. Uh, the this sister, is painfully patriarchal. That's yeah. <laughs> the sister hates her brother because... She thinks he's perfect. Spoiler: He is. <laughs> like he 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 is also Christ. Um, oh. And um, why do you hate religion, sir? Why do you hate <laughs> Catholics and Christians? Oh yeah, that's that's for my next podcast. Um, Eating on Jesus, yeah, with Sarah yeah. The the good part of the movie is Woody Harrelson, who um, oh, he's in it. Okay. yeah, and he he is good. He is very funny. But then again, it's like his character is the teacher that she relies on. So he's a male teacher, mm. yeah, and. The one thing we find out about his wife is at one stage she goes over to his house because she needs to be saved by another man. <laughs> and um, yeah, the, the wife says, I hope you, to the girl, she says, oh yeah, well, I hope that everything works out well for you. I used to have terrible times, but look at me now as in holding a baby <laughs> with a husband. It's like, you get one line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is really... Sounding like it's from about twenty or thirty years ago. It like this is dreadful. That's the thing. Like I, I, I don't know if you remember International Women's Day last year. There was someone came out in their big speech about women, international women. Mm. They said, "You know who's not thanked enough on this day is men. Like let's give it up to, you know, they, they. It's just like 
I don't remember this at all. When, what? Yeah, like I mean, but it's it's that kind of level of like <laughs> we have we got one one movie direct mm-hmm. female director this year to do to direct about women and girls and well, let's oh ha- let's God. have let's have a big boy at the center <laughs> of it again. Look, so it's all right. We got <laughs> own woman next year. She oh, is yeah. currently a UN ambassador somehow. It's like a fictional character. She will save everything. Excellent. Or drive it all to the ground <laughs> and kill feminism. We don't yeah. know which. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so Sarah doesn't like no. uh, Jesus or, or God or men. Or men. So what else do you hate, Sarah? What's the third movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you! I hate you. <laughs> well, I'm a man. <laughs> That's yes. And you might be Jesus as well. I'm not oh, sure. <laughs> I'll have to die soon. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the third movie, which is the best. It was the best movie to clarify, I saw. I was not implying Sarah. <laughs> before she says what the movie's called, I'm not saying Sarah's a racist. That was a funny joke. <laughs> it was funny joke. Yes. Um, so this was this was the better movie of all that I've seen this month. It wasn't terrible. I think it was just okay. Whereas it could have been really good, which is uh, the new Birth of a Nation. Rather than the old one, <laughs> the gritty remake. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Birth of a Nation begins. Yes, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> Which was, uh, yeah, like it's. I think it's gotten some controversy. Has it? Am I wrong? I, I haven't really. I assume it probably has in in that it's probably part of this whole fictitious anti-white cinema brigade. Oh, maybe, around. yeah, um, yeah. But that beyond that, it. I don't know what okay. controversy is following it around. Uh, yeah. So this is looking at not at the rebellion by Nat Turner during the slavery. Uh, antebellum period I mean like the comparisons to uh, 12 Years a Slave are gonna be there and Mm -hmm. it's not as good as it Nate Parker who's the director I think he did the screenplay main character like pretty much does everything oh wow (laughs) yeah he's um, not that great he doesn't really carry it which of those things oh yeah uh, (laughs) yeah I mean like he's sort of okay at them all but Well, it would be maybe good if he was really good at one of them and just <laughs> let other people do the others, but that's not what happened here. Uh, it's fine. I don't want. I kind of don't want to attack it too much because I've done a lot of attacking of yeah. movies right now. <laughs> so you know, if you have to, if you're held at gunpoint, you have to go see one of those three movies: see Birth of a Nation. I know you mean the new one, but just seeing the <laughs> statement out loud sounds so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I suppose that's so ends Sarah's rant yeah. segment. This, uh, Sorry, guys. End of year one. Um, I suppose the last film review is the, the big one, the the Rogue mm. One. One might even yes. say. So this is uh, I think it's full official title: Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Mm. Uh, I think you probably know what this is based on the million trailers, five hundred TV spots, and this year of hype. It is the prequel because it is a prequel to Star Wars Episode 4 when they steal the Death Star plans I think we're gonna go full spoilers in this one I mean you've been giving spoilers anyway so it's it's fine Mm -hmm. we should have warned at the start that there were spoilers because passengers had spoilers Uh, (laughs) but that's fine Um, I suppose cards on the table I've never been a huge Star Wars person I didn't like them much as a kid I got into the prequels because I was the right age for that shit Mm -hmm. I was like 8 and I was like oh Jar Jar's funny look at the pretty lights in hindsight I watched New Hope for me the 5th time last year and finally went this is alright I kind of see the appeal of this one I still hmm. think Empire and Jedi are boring the other three are boring this is actually really Force Awakens though Force, mm-hmm. yes that's the name of it. Um, this is probably my favourite Star Wars so far even though I don't think it's that great mm-hmm. it just 
I know people have this whole thing where Star Wars is this like fantasy in space. It's not a sci-fi. It's a space fantasy. And like, that's <laughs> fine. That's okay. I just personally don't like that. I think the, the hokey mysticism and the, mm. the goddamn destiny is so boring. And the whole Joseph Campbell, like straight taken from his books, narrative logic for Luke and stuff is really dull. And people have said like about this one that you can't take Felicity Jones' character, Jin. Jin Ursaw, is that her name? Yeah. Mm. Um, you can't relate to her because she's too like specific of a narrative. Her character is too. I didn't even say too well defined. She's not really that well defined at all. <laughs> but she has like too specific of a narrative to her. Whereas Lucas is very broad, like uh, okay. farm boy, small town. You, you're like a you, you, you're like that, right? You were a kid once, mm. wanted to get away from your parents, join space armies. Um, whereas Jin is very much like she's grown up in this kind of turmoil in this war zone you don't know what that's like so you can't relate to her therefore there's no gravitas or anything that happens mm. but I never found Luke relatable to start with he was this annoying whiny blonde kid that yeah. I just wanted dead the whole time so that yeah. wasn't an issue for me so I think would you, if you take if you love Star Wars this one is probably fine if you don't love Star Wars this one's also fine probably a better version of fine because it's it's I hate saying this it's grittier it's it's more <laughs> down in the dirt uh, it's not the simple good versus evil people in white versus people in black kind of thing it is there are shades of grey and it's mm. interesting for that reason um, here's a question did you know going in there were reshoots had happened for this one um, I think I might vaguely have heard something but I didn't kind of pay attention to it okay, that's fine but like watching it did it feel the oh, to you I, no i'm no. like sorry as in not any more than i was expecting okay if that makes sense um oh better question <laughs> did you well, actually no you know who peter cushing is never mind i need to find uh, someone who had to know who that is so uh, I can say, okay. did you know he was cgi or not because i think <laughs> once you know he's dead you're like that's yeah so painfully obviously a cgi character mm. and it's really weird looking because i'm so happy to see him back because i hope they'd somehow even for a cameo get him in but he has mm -hmm. to be good 10 15 oh, minutes yeah, screen time yeah. and it, it no, has it's, too much screen time it's weird <laughs> yeah no um his skin looks wrong yeah i don't know what it is no who, someone was saying there that like when you originally see him from behind and you see his reflection mm. in the mirror that, or in the that, in the, glass, the yeah. window they were saying like wow that that's really smart and then like it turns around <laughs> and you see his whole face and <laughs> it's kind of like oh so we're, it's it's not subtle at all and it, it was kind of the same, like, with, with can we, are we spoiling? Spoil, yeah. Well, it's not even really a spoiler, I suppose. Leia. Yeah, Leia's at the end. Leia's the last shot. But it's it's the same same camera. You know, it's the same thing of, like, mm. seeing her from behind. Oh, we're not going to get to see her because she we couldn't, because that actor doesn't look the same way anymore. Oh, zooms all the way, or turns all the way around. Yeah, oh, her yeah, we're face filling the screen. Yeah. Like, ah. I, did you think it was smart the first time? Because... I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> the Leia one didn't bug me as much because I guess it was shorter. Mm. See, the thing is, both those character models look really good. And I think if they mm. were in a video game, they'd look fine. But they looked like they were mm. in a video game to the point that... Yeah. I think this is a thing that video games do where they try to look alive and real by overdoing the, anima the animations in the face. So I think Cushing, Robo Cushing, whatever I call him his like he was twitching too much like there was too many like micro <laughs> animations in the face it's like his, his face is moving too much and his skin looks too shiny yeah what's, it's too overly textured what's, what's the is there there's the a word for valley. that the uncanny valley yeah, yeah, yeah. um that uh, it wasn't even that because like, that's usually okay, the eyes enough. and stuff yeah, yeah. um i think he looked like a real living thing he mm. just didn't look like a human being mm -hmm. he just, it just looked weird having him beside ben mendelson yeah talking to each other like this is ah oh. yeah because they had someone else like mo-capping him and that guy doesn't look 
that dissimilar to Peter Cushing. Like, why mm. put like prosthetics on him and go from there? Yeah, actually, well, but the other thing is as well that you could potentially have had two you two actors there who probably look quite like mm. Cushing and Fisher. They could just have... get Fisher in, like do yeah. the whole Civil War <laughs> Danny Junior Young Vacation thing. Like, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't do it though. <laughs> yeah, because she's great like that. <laughs> um, actually, it brings up um something which kind of annoys me mm. is is that now that they're going to do um movies of young han solo and who else someone else getting there there was a boba fett it, one but that was oh, cancelled Lando oh lana's in that yeah. one yeah um so like the, but they're getting new actors yes. for them and it's like so some of the actors are cgi and some of them just don't actually like this guy isn't going to look anything like harrison ford there's no conceivable way that one actor morphs into another I guess the time. excuse though is it's, it's a young thing, so like you can I know, play but younger. He's not, he's not that young. No, you know? I know, I, know. Like, I agree. Har- with you. Like Harrison Ford is pretty young, you know, in the original trilogy. He was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess this is also you can't. Maybe on some level they're aware that it didn't work, and they maybe. can't do a full CGI yeah. movie. Yeah, like no, that. I mean it's definitely better because mm. like you know it just sort of get you on this slippery slope of like when are when is every actor just going to be CGI'd? <laughs> We're not going to get new actors anymore. Did so, you see that movie um, Robin Wright a few years ago? What was it called? Shit. Um, <laughs> what a name. It was all about this, though. It was all like literally about this. And, oh. Because it starts off in live action, and it's her and I think Cody Smith McPhee is her son. Okay. And she's playing a version of herself, and she's called Robin Wright in the movie. And then like they mo-cap her, and then it's, oh. it turns like an animated movie, and it's all like different styles of animation. Oh. It's called the something. like the, It's not The Revenant. It's something like that, though. It's really good. Okay. But it's all about this idea of like, mm. digitifying actors and it ends this weird dystopian thing but anyway okay. it's really good though oh, uh, sounds good <laughs> yeah look it up if you can find it <laughs> the movie I've given you vague clues towards <laughs> the um, yeah no that is definitely a concern especially with Star Wars because Star Wars the prequels obviously were heavily CGI there was mm. no sets or props it was all just green boxes yeah. and it felt like they were trying to go back towards a more practical approach with Force Awakens mm. and now it's back to well uh, I know <laughs> Peter Cushing is dead fine I'm it didn't need to be 10 minutes. It could no, have been like no, one no. scene just yeah. with a crack and then go. Well, but like here's the th- like here's what I suggested was like just have Vader doing most of that stuff. Or Ben Mendelsohn's character. Yeah, have yeah. him do those things. <laughs> thing, that brings up a plot hole in my mind because they reference directly that he's called Governor Tarkin in this one. Mm-hmm. But this one ends like within hours of New Hope starting. So uh, when yeah. does he become Grand Moff Tarkin? Like when, <laughs> when does he get promoted? Like in a, the hour stretch between movies? Yeah. Because I actually point. love the way it ended, like, right at the start. And I think that, that, that was really cool. But it uh-huh. does sort of bring up a lot of questions about yeah, just time yeah. scale of, like, the Death Star was barely finished mm-hmm. in this one. And, like, they're still putting, like, the big central edition of it and stuff. And then it's just, like, fine in the next mm. one, hours later at most. Yeah. Stuff like that kind of bugged me. Um, but on the whole, I, I really liked it as a war movie set in that universe. Okay. I, this is the weird thing. I find traditional war movies quite boring. Like, have you seen the trailer for Dunkirk yet? No. <laughs> it's very fine. It's just dull. Yeah. But war movies set in other things, yeah. I really enjoy. It's like this. I was glad this was finally a Star Wars movie with you know mm-hmm. the war being emphasized to the point that like there was like extremists on both sides, mm. and it was this big gray muddled yeah. mess of different creeds and beliefs. And like Forrest Whitaker wasn't very good, <laughs> but I liked that character existed. Yeah, like, even though Benny like well, he's a he's an extremist, and he's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. I will say this is definitely the best use of Vader that I ever had. <laughs> I just, oh, those last few minutes were glorious. Like, that's, I've wanted that for years. Just don't mm-hmm. have him as a character, have him as a monster from a horror movie. Just have him show up and massacre people. And it was so satisfying. <laughs> Too short, though. Like, one more hallway of just people to mm, kill. Okay. Him, right? um, <laughs> but yeah, were you expecting everyone to die in it? Um, No. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. It kind of, what actually annoyed me was I kind of felt like that they used this movie to do all the things that they would be too afraid to do with the main cast. Definitely, yeah. So I guess I wanted to see Rogue One being done, done to, like, you know, mm. a, like rather than being Game just... Game of thrones the main cast. Sort mean, of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean... Of course, Awakens killed Han Solo. Yeah, no, it, it, it did. And... Um, that was more, I think, an actor contract. Yeah, probably. A story probably, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I just kind of felt like this was it was a little bit of a cowardly way out of doing things that they would wouldn't do to their main cast. That's totally true. Um, I guess that's part of the problem. Like, I never liked Star Wars because people. There's been so much discussion about or Force Awakens in this regard that Ray is too successful and there's mm. no arc for her she just wins everything whereas Luke failed and stuff I'm like but <laughs> you never doubted that Luke true. was not going, yeah, yeah. going to win the day and yeah. be evil I was like, it's, it's, that's why it was boring because he's mm. obviously destined from birth to win yeah, whereas yeah. this one was like well I've never heard of these people so some of them are probably going to die oh they've all died <laughs> that's yeah. dramatic <laughs> yeah definitely I suppose yeah I do think it's a bit of a mess though. the first hour especially is very mm. The first five minutes are ridiculous, where it's just jumping from planet to planet to planet. Yes. Oh my god. I was I was actually thinking like if this is the movie now, I like <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, pretty much. Because um, Civil War did that as well. Actually, it was just, it kept yeah. jumping location, putting up title cards. Yeah. And I think Batman Superman. Though, it's it's in a bad year for reshoots. Yeah. And just messy opening. But you know what? Actually, it was something I I was thinking of earlier in the year, which is like I would l- love if they banned title cards oh, yeah? from movies because like then what do create what creative things do they have to do to broadcast where they are or what's happening or what year it is i think it'd be really generic stuff so like you'd get <laughs> if it's london like big ben uh if it's Quite possibly. like diddly eye music playing well uh, like a leprechaun mm. walks by the spire or something like they'd have That's to be, they'd have to be really obvious about it so i think yeah. that's what year, to say what year do you think this is <laughs> It's the year 2045, of course. Everything can be set at New Year's, so they have like <laughs> they're gonna show you on the street what's happening. This is what you, this is the world you want, sir. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm throwing in uh, my you know everything with the bad guys here. I want to ruin everyone's fun today. And now she's pro Trump. <laughs> You've heard it all. It's, it's all just gone to hell. Um, <laughs> all right, I, bring I quite quite like title cards back. Title cards. I like them. I, I think Quantum um, Solace did them really well, where it was all these. They had them designed to the city they were in so like the mm-hmm. South American ones are all kind of colourful and weird looking and it was oh yeah no I mean they, they can definitely be done and done well just but not used as a crutch yeah that's yeah, yeah pretty much that's, no that's totally fair um, what else was bad in this the fan service got a bit much in places for me mm-hmm. uh, like yeah or two and C-3PO I could live without seeing everything <laughs> but if they need definitely. to be there why not have them in the final shot with Leia without talking because I hate Andy Daniels' voice at this point uh. just leave them in the background don't have them in talk mm-hmm. and then the bit when they're in I think they're in Jeddah and they bump into the two guys in the cantina from oh, episode yeah. 4 and they say <laughs> the same lines again like, this is just ugh, ugh. yeah no or uh, I can't even remember how does it get to them but everyone's just wearing stormtrooper suits again or some or some similar type of armor oh it really like, shows oh, you yeah. them being up i think yeah yeah it's just like oh yeah cool they literally are doing everything <laughs> that they can yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think the space battle was great though that was some top-notch cgi mm-hmm. uh, probably the best in the whole franchise I liked them an awful lot score not so good 
Hmm. Which I think is down to the fact that they had someone else scoring it, but then due to how like just how excessive the reshoots were, they had to he had to leave and uh, okay. Michael Jashno, yeah, yeah. Star Trek <laughs> guy came in and apparently had like four weeks to do it. Okay, which I think wow. shows mm-hmm. uh, it's not a good score. Mm. Yeah, actually, I didn't particularly notice, but I remember people saying afterwards that there were just lar- was there just long stretches where there wasn't really any music. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like I've heard that being a complaint anyway, so I'll, I'll take it as I'll believe them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think there's a lot of it's just cool dumb shit like vader's lava castle like that <laughs> an awful lot which apparently has been in the works since like the second movie like back in empire days ah. that was in the original script for that and they kept okay. not using it because it's a weird concept but then it was finally there and it was mm. cool. though i still question the logic of building your your lava death fortress on the planet where you lost your legs and your wife and your soul yeah <laughs> what is the point of that uh you know um I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think credit to the guy playing Vader in the suit, though, because he got, like, the weird pointing thing down. Like, that was very uh, okay, yeah, accurate, yeah. too. What's your man's name that played Vader in the suit in the old ones? God damn it. I don't know his Jonathan, name, but... tell us. <laughs> we know you're listening. <laughs> oh, it's going to irk him so much. Oh, his pain is delicious. Um, yeah, I, on the whole, definitely enjoyed this. It's not amazing. It's mm-hmm. not a spoiler. Not in my top ten of the year or <gasps> anywhere near it. Well, it's better than like Batman Superman. <laughs> but yeah, like if we're going to get stuck with a yearly Star Wars movies, I think the last year have been a good indication of them mm. being at least decent. I suppose though Disney, you know, they have Marvel, so they're used to churning out ostensibly the same film over mm. and over again, but with enough panache that it's always fine. So yeah, this was, it was good. Mm-hmm. Solid. I, I didn't, didn't hate it. Um, oh, uh, that's your thing. Yeah, I feel like this whole movie existed just so they could put in the plot point <laughs> about justifying the death the death star like porthole weakness yeah like matt bills and go no no i built it intentionally so that it's fucking <laughs> all you can shut up about that yeah. everyone knows that joke of wouldn't this cover the one blah, blah, blah. um i i read a, a an article which mm. was um pointing out that their sort of plot hole of um the plot row one <laughs> yeah and um, which was that the guy you know the the blind guy mm-hmm. who could use the force or whatever him using a stick uh-huh. a wooden stick to defeat stormtroopers um so this guy was like why did that make sense <laughs> sticks shouldn't be able to defeat armor there's bits of metal on the stick ah there's yeah, a bit of metal it's, it's on the stick point. but anyway <laughs> he, the thing to take away from his article was he wanted a movie to be made to cover this spoiler so we're <laughs> hopefully gonna get a movie about how a stick can be used to defeat a stormtrooper so watch this space <laughs> i mean <laughs> 10 years from now and they're actually like just yeah. following the battle of content maybe <laughs> I, I didn't question that too much because Stormtrooper armor always looked really flimsy to me it's like fine he can beat up the head grand but then it's a bit when they're actually yeah. shooting one guy and the armor is actually deflecting the blaster bolts yeah. so like how is it okay now I'm questioning why the stick is working yeah yeah um, there you go see it's in your mind it's yeah, never gonna leave it is, it is. Oh. Gareth Edwards you're doing alright I suppose good, mm. good job you uh, Lucy Jones is fine Mm-hmm. I wasn't given that much work, I suppose. Barth Whitaker bad. He said that. Hmm. Um, well, not bad. I think he just he tried too hard to be an actor. Yeah, it was always that's like this not hissing what... <laughs> and stuttering and crazy hair and mm-hmm. not enough Mads, Mads or yeah. Mendo or Vader. Uh-huh. Uh, yep, pretty good. Um, <laughs> so top ten of the year. So what we're going to do for this is we'll both just give our top ten. And then sort of discuss, not all of them, don't worry, you won't be here for four <laughs> hours. Uh, we'll discuss some of the ones we want to talk about, some of them we have overlapping ones, 
talk about those. Um, so mine are in no real order. I'm guessing yours aren't either. No. Grand. Uh, do you go first then? Just say right. ten names yeah. and an order. Say, uh, do I have to give an order now? No. no oh, no. okay. <laughs> an okay. order. An oh, order. Oh, okay. So my top ten: Creed, Anomalisa, The Purge, Election Year, The Witch, Spotlight, Bad Neighbors Two, Love and Friendship, uh, Star Trek Beyond, I Am Not a Serial Killer, and A Date for Mad Mary. There we go. Sounded like you were deciding that last bit there. wasn't wasn't sure. Yeah, I was still go. I was teetering on the edge between a date for Mad Mary and Baden Baden, but I said. But you I'll chose go. Irish. I'll go. I'll go Irish. Exactly. Good yes. woman. Uh, okay, yeah, so mine are the witch, eye in the sky, girl with all the gifts, arrival, love and friendship, nocturnal animals. I think. Um, Ten Cloverfield Lane, Bad Neighbors Two, High Rise, and I am not a serial killer. So uh, let's talk about because that's the other thing we didn't necessarily both have we hadn't both seen everything that we talked about the last couple of weeks months huh, last hmm. oh my god the last <laughs> thing of this yoke words are hard yeah. um so we're gonna kind of semi-review slash discuss the ones that let's say sayer had seen but i hadn't or vice versa in this top 10 mm-hmm. construction so let us begin with i am not a serial killer which you had seen but didn't want to spoil so mm-hmm. much about i have now seen and really really liked what was your main spoiler thoughts that you wanted to say last time? Will we say the spoiler it was? Yeah, totally. Okay, so, well, we have to kind of tell the plot then. I suppose, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, Max Records, which is still a great name for a human yes, being. Yes, um, <laughs> I looked it up, he wasn't in Time Machine movie. Project Almanac. He wasn't Yay. in that, he was in oh. Where the Wild Things Are, apparently. Oh, which okay. I didn't see. Um, but yeah, he's really good. So, mm-hmm. he is a sociopath, or is he? It's not really left yeah. that clear. It's yeah. sort of, he has the, the, in, the indicators of it, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. He has too much compassion, I think, in the end to really be that. But anyway, he thinks he's a serial killer and he has these rules for not letting that happen, and eventually realizes his neighbor, played by Christopher Lloyd, is the serial killer, but is also some kind of monster slash maybe alien mm. who's like self Frankensteining himself. By, like his lungs are yeah. bad so he kills a guy and steals his lungs his leg is going to get gammy so he kills a guy and steals his leg it's that kind of business um, all because he done love the lady hmm. and doesn't want to leave her I guess that's the idea he'd normally switch bodies but because he wants to stay with her he can't switch bodies he has to switch organs I mm-hmm. guess that's the idea um, and then in the end this is a real weird ending <laughs> they, they don't <laughs> even really fight finished. they just he set him on fire no they pump him full of <laughs> yeah, embalming, embalming fluid, fluid. <laughs> then he melts yeah and then just becomes a big sloppy alien and then just mm. stabs himself in the heart and dies sounds very right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't love that aspect I have to say no I, yeah I, 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 I think the last third of the movie kind of dragged after the big reveal, which I thought was amazing, I did not see it coming at all, and I was wait the first time like he stabs the, the guy. First time, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was like the whole time I was quaking. I was going, "No, get away, old man! <laughs> He's going to murder you!" And but you didn't he... know going in that Christopher Lloyd is the murderer. No. Oh no! I mean, I know from the casting, I was like, "Oh, and it's it's this kid, and then the other main actor is this friendly old man." Well, he's obviously the killer, isn't he? He has to be the killer. Well, you know, I'm I'm trusting in people. That's you know that's my flaw. So anyway, for me, I was, that was like wow this is great <laughs> so I, I did love that I thought that mm. it kind of I thought there was kind of too much space between then and the end which sounds kind of mean but like I, I did kind of think book-like. it's it feels like you can kind of tell things are based on a book because there's a lot of dead air yeah yeah. yeah but uh, yeah and the ending was kind of weird I think the ending also sort of left out the whole thing of like 
does look like he just murdered an old man <laughs> and like burnt his corpse. So, with a second weirder corpse. Yeah. There for some reason yeah. Also. Yeah. Like it basically, it doesn't look good. So I'm not sure that it's going to work out very well for your family now. <laughs> the ending was, it was a bit weird, but yeah, it's still good overall. Mm. I think. The thing I couldn't stop thinking about was because I haven't looked into this further yet. I said to you last time that according to Wikipedia, at least the the synopsis for the novel mm. doesn't mention the fact he's a monster, mm-hmm. but the synopsis for the movie does imply the word paranormal. Mm. So I'm wondering, is that even in the book? I suppose it has to be. I can't see how the, that narrative could be changed so drastically if you altered that. But what I kept thinking was, what if in the book it's all just in his head, or what ah, if they, what if they play yeah. it that way where he it is him as the killer, but he's not necessarily a monster stealing organs yeah, as much as a killer yeah. taking trophies mm-hmm. and what if like it's just his mind filling in the blanks and making it look oh, worse yeah. than it is like that would have been I think, better almost because the way it ended just with him going this him is this big weird not CGI what's the word stop motion yeah yeah thing mm. just now that actually weirdly looked better than CGI Tarkin did because <laughs> you could tell it was in the room well it wasn't in the room but just I don't know stop motion doesn't look quite as fake as yeah. CGI but is him standing beside like Max Records what was his character's name uh, John Cleaver uh, that's it yeah um is it yeah yeah it's definitely cleaver it's definitely cleaver let's say john yeah. john's fine yeah. michelle <laughs> um michael he is michael <laughs> yes <laughs> so um yeah so he's standing in the room with christopher lloyd's stop motion double and mm-hmm. christopher lloyd's is all just like oh i loved her and now i'm sad and just stabbed me with this thing mm. it's just weird it's a weird ending and <laughs> it, it didn't really like that it felt very anticlimactic but also mm. really confusing and yeah the tone of the movie up to that point is dark but vaguely comical mm-hmm. and that felt too almost emotionally genuine mm. to fit the rest of it but yeah, also yeah. just too lacking in horror to fit the rest of it it was it was too it was the ending to a kids movie mm. with an alien or something i don't know it was really strange i still really like the movie though i think the 16 mil photography looks amazing mm-hmm. and it was one of those things of watching it like bates motel i was like oh this is a great period set piece did you get smartphone this is set in the present yeah. i couldn't believe it i was like what because yeah. even like the, the town they're in looks so old and yeah yeah and everyone's dressed in a certain way it's very kind of carpenter-esque and 70s but yeah no it's great the soundtrack is great the score mm. is really good and weird and creepy and some great track choices yeah, yeah. and a little bit sick of spirit in the sky between guardian oh, yeah. suicide score okay and this. Like, uh, good <laughs> song. it's a good song but come on guys yeah um yeah i i think if it wasn't for that ending i would definitely be saying this is amazing it's still really really good mm-hmm. i also didn't necessarily love even though i felt that they had to have it have it the um the one irish actor in there oh it god very distracting it, it was accent. very distracting wasn't good either not really no <laughs> i don't know what his name is um yeah he just like michelle every hipster irish <laughs> <laughs> yes michelle um which would be the name of an irish hipster too <laughs> <laughs> it was um yeah sorry the, the the spoiler thing that i wanted to say last time was um that do you i don't know if you remember i said that Christopher Lloyd reminded me of Bernie Sanders a lot in it. Yes, I, yeah, I, I forgot about it, but yes. <laughs> um, it made me realise it's like, wow, this movie is like, it's setting up a young millennial to be the bad guy. And then it goes, nope, it's the old guy all along. And I really like that. Like, I thought that, I saw, you know, seeing it right after the elections, it was like, yeah, it's the old guy screwing us over again. Maybe don't focus so much on the fact that like, oh, millennials are killing the diamond business or whatever <laughs> it's just like no no it's it's still the old guy so i just i, I thought that was really yeah, interesting commentary cool. yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so yeah that was that was what i wanted to say last time i'm not sure if you're meant to be creeped out by john or not because i found him really charming no and I, I did too likable uh, yeah no i i do think i think it was sort of saying 
probably not as cut and dry cases of like you're a sociopath you're not mm. like i'd say a lot of people do probably go through a phase where they think that they're monsters oh, yeah, or whatever that, you know that maybe more people come out the other side than mm. you think or or you know maybe just everyone's a little bit more likable than you think yeah i just felt like that bit when he's taking on the bully yeah that was so good yeah and like so like piss in the air trump and just like really satisfying to watch and i don't know like his i found him very relatable not just in the whole serial killer thing uh-huh. mm. uh, but also <laughs> in the way like he practices every conversation in his head first oh yeah but then just blurts out his big awkward spiel when he has to actually talk to people it's like that's so my life yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, he's actually really good. I haven't, I don't think I've seen him anything else, but he's mm. a really good actor. He looks weirdly like um, Macaulay Culkin, I think. Yes. <laughs> but, like, good and not riddled with drugs. No. He, also, the Culkins are like a family. He could have been like one of the younger brothers. So. He changes that. That's definitely a fake name. So that's probably, yeah, he could be a <laughs> by birth. Could be, yeah. It's <laughs> a weird sentence. Culkin by birth. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on to the next one. Yes. Do you want to take one of the ones we haven't seen together? Sure, why not? My first one on the list is Creed. So to say, it's you really don't have to like Rocky movies. I've heard that. Um, I can't think that I've been trying to compile a list of movies like Creed because I think Creed is just a really, really well made movie. Like (laughs) those are rare these days. (laughs) But yeah, like the only one I can, the only other one I can really think of that I put up there is Die Hard. It's just like you don't really, you don't really, really have to care about the subject matter or anything it's just like everything the camera work the acting the direction like it's it's all just so good that you just sit back and just be like wow this is a great cinema you know okay but it's also i mean it's not i'm you know it's not like out there or anything it's just like really good mainstream <laughs> mm. which yeah it doesn't happen that often that yeah it's true and um, so i think that i just really really enjoyed that and the camera work in, in particular is amazing especially there's about I suppose it's three or four fights mm. and the camera work changes for each. Oh, okay, cool. It's yeah. like, and it's so clever because the first couple of fights, it, it's about, you know, visual spectacle, but at the end, you know, but then it becomes more emotional. You're, you know, you're more tied to the idea of trying to, hoping that Michael B. Jordan's going to win. Mm. So it's, it goes from being like flashy, quick chop changes to being like more, um, long shots that are focused in on faces and it's the potential to to attention to detail Mm. is just incredible i don't like stallone i (laughs) cried because of his character arc in this like it's it's just for whatever reason he's he's like they've just made a really really good relatable movie and uh uh, i just just uh, i just loved it it was great <laughs> so uh yeah I, w- I would recommend seeing it having not seen it or seen any rocky bar rocky balboa i think okay it was a bad movie <laughs> yeah, I know. I, uh, but because this is set in the same i hate it everything has to be has a, have this caveat now it's set in the same universe <laughs> and timeline as the old yeah. ones <laughs> so do they address the fact that this is like that this current one is set very much in the real world and feels very realistic mm-hmm. whereas he fought a robot man once or you know, he fought a Russian that fought a robot man. Or okay, good point. The, the, he won the Cold War through yeah. boxing. Like, does it feel like no. that's the same universe? As this? Not really. Okay. No. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? That's... I don't know either. <laughs> um, I, I think yeah, that that kept occurring to me in the trailers. Okay. Like, this that's is fair enough. It's yeah. very gritty and down to earth and realistic and fine. <laughs> but didn't he fight a big giant Russian that like lost the Cold War with robots or something? Yeah. So yeah, that. that <laughs> Okay, uh, so I'll do one now that right. you haven't seen. So, <laughs> da, 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 da. 
that's good. Eye in the sky. Eye in the sky. I feel like I've been telling people all year about because I just I I kind of came out of nowhere. I saw it purely because Alan Rickman had died. Mm. Uh, quite early on this year, actually, wasn't it? And this was his last live action performance. His technically last performance is fucking Alice. Um, what's the second one called? Through the Looking Glass. Oh right, yeah. Oh, I think he's the caterpillar or is oh, he no. the Cheshire Cat? No, <laughs> Stephen Fry is the Cheshire Cat. I don't know. That's Alan Rickman's swan song. Anyway, okay. That movie. This is his last, you know, in-person one. Um, mm-hmm. So it's him, it's Helen Mirren, it's Aaron Paul, someone else. It's all, it's, it's, it should be really boring. It's all about drones and it's everyone. It's a, it's a series of people in rooms just talking to each other about the ethics of child murder, basically. <laughs> but it's amazing. Like, it's just, it, it, it could easily be a play, I think. Hmm. Um, okay, so it's Helen Mirren. Like, there's basically a terrorist comes out of hiding that she's been looking for for years. They have a drone in the area who Aaron Paul and his flight person are both piling and then there's alan rickman in a different room well Aaron paul's in america obviously she's helen Mirren's in like a bunker in england oh, okay. and then alan rickman's with like some government officials in some like westminster area and they're all like skyping each other and it's like look we have that sounds very casual <laughs> it does <laughs> they're whatsapping each other <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're conference calling each other sorry um uh, yeah so it's like look here is the terrorist they're in this they're in this room it gets a bit sci-fi it's like they'll kind of like wasp with a camera on it they fly mm, in but okay. they can see the terrorist like building a suicide vest but it takes it takes, it takes like an hour and a half to build one of those apparently for the sake of the movie um, mm. so that's like the ticking clock and we have that this long we can drone strike that house and kill the terrorist but here's the collateral damage radius and I'm like oh that's fine we'll kill a few civilians whatever fine but, oh no there's a small child selling bread outside the house which sounds very melodramatic <laughs> I know <laughs> But <laughs> I don't sound No, you're right though. It it sounds like something out of like I don't know. It sounds like something out of like a Strindberg play or something like yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I I did film, sir. Oh, did, sorry. I'm sorry. Plays. Of course. I know we have different <laughs> schools of thought. <laughs> I know what plays are. I have not Good. seen many of them. All right. I did a play last week. Oh. Um, anyway, so <laughs> it's completely unnecessary. So anyway, yeah. So small child selling bread. And it does get near the end a bit ridiculous when she's finally... Because they're basically holding off on the strike until she's finished selling her bread. And she leaves. And I'm like, okay, we're going to send the strike in. And, oh, she's come back with more bread. <laughs> 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 and like, yeah, that's kind of funny. But like in the moment... <laughs> in the moment, it's very well done. Yeah. No, that but I did laugh at it myself in cinema. Um, but it's more just... Because Helen Mirren is obviously really good. And just listening to her try to like weasel her way into just find child murder is really interesting and mm. just because yeah. there's no right answer and it's just oh, it's just really well written and they're all just like there's, there's no way out of that situation as I've like, mm. either let the terrorists go and like they will bomb somewhere else or kill the kid and it's really good and it's like it's not that long of a movie and I just I just think I could watch hours of people just debating ethics like that because I'm a dull philosophy major this is my life but yes now that I said that it's all okay. loud, the melodrama does sound a bit weird you have a look in your face go on yeah well just before we started the podcast here we were talking about um different categories that we could potentially have and we couldn't think of any good ones but a lot of your movies have people debating the justification of child murder (laughs) well the girl with all all the gifts uh, yes. Uh, also, a held mirror and like figure in um, yeah, Glenn yeah. Close. I mean, I don't know if you have any a third oh, one. Oh that God, you could... Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's it you know came out at me. Does um, the witch not really? Well, kind of. I mean, just. Oh no, it of... does because they yeah. think they, the, they the, does. The, yes. The, oh my God. Hang on. Okay. What's else we here? Go to the guest. Arrival doesn't. Uh, no. Love and friendship. 
Not really. I it could be. Is it not something about murdering a kid in that movie? Does she want a daughter dead? Or, no, her daughter. She wants to save her daughter her married. That's it. Yeah, it's good as. Uh, nocturnal animals. No. Uh, a child is killed. Yeah, a fictional child is killed. Yeah. A fictional child in the fictional movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane. No. There is debate in the ethics of murder in that one. We're not saying mm, Bad okay. Neighbors 2. No. High Rise. <laughs> Lots of dogs get killed in that movie. So that's okay. Okay, so a recurring theme in Richard's, yeah. in Richard's year <laughs> was the ethics of child murder. <laughs> go see Eye in the Sky. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, you're next. Actually, no, I'll go for one uh, together now. Yes. Um, Bad Neighbors 2. Fine. Oh, yeah. um, I think we said a lot about this the last mm. time we talked about it, which was back in July, maybe. Yeah. Um, which is us both going, it's really good. Yeah. No, I don't understand why. Because <laughs> having since seen like Sausage Party... Uh, made by essentially the same group of people it's very different movies um which well it's also did try to be liberal and weird and full mm. of progressive ideas through the palestine israel conflict via the medium of tacos but it was no bad neighbors too mm. which for those who didn't see it is the same film as bad neighbors one which is a about... slightly better oh no it is better <laughs> uh but it's the same plot basically. oh okay yes um, yes very true but it's just so much good political satire and mm-hmm. just well-observed biting humor through it, like rape culture and institutionalized racism mm. in the police force and even the stuff through like getting older and yeah the folly of youth to use very lofty yeah. terms and it's just really good it's like very mm-hmm. kind of sex positive as well yeah the yeah. way uh, Rose Burns are like I want to fuck Zac Efron and they're like <laughs> yep can't blame you there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know what else I have to say about it. It's just really That's, good. It's really yeah. funny too. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's really funny. It's probably the funniest movie this year. Yeah, I kind of going else. Like Ghostbusters was fine. It wasn't that funny. Mm. Well, it wasn't funny as that. Um, Deadpool is pretty funny, but not that funny. Mm. Yeah, this is probably the best comedy of the year, I'd say. All right. Um, do you want to add to Bad Neighbors too? <laughs> not really. I hope they make Bad Neighbors three soon. Do you? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like that was a nice bow on it, that one. I'm sure. I'd... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but if they can come up with a, a semi-logical reason to continue that storyline mm. and more, like, amp up the the satire, yeah, then well, yeah, I mean, go for it. It would, it, to be fair, it would probably be better than most films. Not necessarily good, <laughs> but you yeah, know. <laughs> but like, would that one then be them with Zac Efron and Chloe Moretz going maybe, against like another be. thing, like a, a whole college? Yeah, maybe the I'm... police force. Mm. Yeah, they could. Yes, could yes. Meta. <laughs> yeah, they they move in next to the, the White, White House, <laughs> <laughs> and they keep having loud parties. And, oh my uh, god! Yeah. I actually would totally watch that movie. That's, that yes. sounds great. Sarah sends off a stretch trip to Hollywood. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> all right, go for one um, that you have seen that I've not. All right, I could say about the the Purge, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, we already talked about it, but um. It seems more prescient now. Yeah, it does seem more prescient. Events. Yeah, the fact I wanted to bring it up again was, you know, we're now in the darkest timeline. They, their democratic car- uh, candidate won. They potentially don't have purges anymore, which puts them, you know... Ahead of us a Ahead bit. of us, pretty much. <laughs> uh, well, one of the reasons I enjoyed it was because it actually I went and watched the rest of the purge films. Yeah, it, it was... It's the best one. Yeah, it, it, it is. Mm. But at the same time, it was nice to actually open up a universe... Uh, that I think is actually quite cool. Yeah, um, the first one's no good, but two no. and three are really good. Yeah, yeah, and um, some uh, yeah, a friend was saying to me like as well that like you don't have a lot of dystopias where people are just sort of like, oh yeah, that's that's the thing that happens. Like most of the time, something like the Hunger Games, or whatever. It's mm. like, how do we stop this? How yeah. do we fix it? Yeah, uh, like it's this horrible, you know, event that 
the whole that the whole rest of their year is centered around mm. whereas in the purge it's just sort of like oh yeah i have to get insurance oh yeah, i have to yeah, lock yeah. up the shop oh <laughs> Um, and like it, it does kind of feel like getting your motor tax or whatever. Like, and so, like, I kind of like the fact that's what that it would be like in real life. Yeah, it, it, it would, would become normalized. So, yeah. yeah totally so true. yeah, I kind of I quite like it, even though it's obviously quite silly and over the top at times. I think there's some cool stuff going on in there. Not, not it, in ha- it has some of my favorite shots of the year as well, which is just the, the old lady sitting singing on a bench while there's a body oh, on yeah. fire in front of her, yeah. with the teenagers going oh as the giant swing pendulum yeah. doom misses them yeah good stuff <laughs> um yeah i said to you before we started actually on the whole thing of it being very prescient just i saw an article today about rogue one and how um the writer was talking about you know if this had been like a month ago and mm. i'd written this article I'd, I'd been thinking you know alternate me would have been like oh look how rogue one's all about our current uh, female president <laughs> and women doing things right and you've got this woman dressed in white at the end who's all very stately and groomed for politics and she wins and it's good hope and the good times and like but nope that is not the world <laughs> we live in we are in the world of this movie in yeah. the bad sense where it's just the death star is coming and we're all fucked yeah. <laughs> like, that's super depressing mm-hmm. uh, it's not good in movies of things to say no I don't like those things that they that's have to say. it stay, stay away from my movies politics <laughs> you bad boys vaguely <laughs> <laughs> sexual it does um, <laughs> <laughs> right uh, love and friendship yay love and friendship yeah. uh, <laughs> again I, I'm not sure how much more I'd say about this it's just really mm. funny it's really good uh, I think you had some really good points about it being very dramatic actually almost mm. and kind of like a horror movie yeah and they yeah. were they were cool points um <laughs> say those again uh it was sort of like a horror movie that you maybe wouldn't have noticed while watching it because like it's just it's quite a horrifying universe and this this woman <laughs> victorian who, england yeah victorian england this this like really incredibly horrible woman who like just spends her whole time manipulating people around her um, to do everything she wants like at the end of the film she's best friends with everyone and she you know she's also gonna have she's pregnant with what is <laughs> definitely gonna be Satan's spawn uh, I love uh, that <laughs> yeah she's also like ruined her daughter's hopes and dreams and just married her off instead of she wanted to become a teacher could you per se oh, uh murder take child, no child <laughs> <murder>? <laughs> like as an like an analogy um mm-hmm. her trying to marry off her daughter mm-hmm. for her own benefit could you see that as an allegorical debating of the ethics of murdering quote-unquote <laughs> one's hopes and dreams of this young person because uh, oh. again it's all this now that you said it it is all just like matriarchs yeah taking my movies are all just matriarchs <laughs> debating the ethics of um ruining wow. the younger generation uh, okay whereas the one movie you pointed out with serial killer was that it's young generation beating the patriarch yeah. E. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I, I that, not sure what that says about me, but <laughs> here we are. So love and friendship. Yes. yes. Um. Actually, here's a question. Any of the, your top ten? Have you watched any of them a second time? I've watched uh, Bad Neighbors too. Have you? <laughs> I, keep, I keep meaning to. I haven't yet. Um. I think that's it though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I've seen any of them twice. Hang on. So obviously, Bad Neighbors Two is actually the best movie. <laughs> of, of the we're, not, we're not doing numbers here, but like um, that one fact alone, <laughs> I guess. So no children are murdered. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Love and Friendship. I think it's kind of annoying because I always liked the idea of Kate Beckinsale as an actress. She mm. always seemed like a, a cool broad. Mm. To the term no one said out loud since the 90s, <laughs> eight, the 40s. 90s. Even, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Ireland was behind the times. That's in the true. 90s. We were, um, yeah. 
And she was great in this. And I don't think she'll get any Oscar buzz, but she probably should. Hmm. But she definitely won't because next month we have Underworld 5. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just gone. <laughs> um, but you know, I... Because I always thought I had to defend her a bit because I always liked the Underworld movies. And she's really good in them. Like, for what they are, mm-hmm. she's good in them. And But she's great in this, as as you've said, a monster yeah. and a horrible human being. But they're all horrible and yeah. idiots. And I still think... Well, this isn't as funny as Bad Neighbors 2. I think that one bit in this movie is probably funnier than in Bad Neighbors 2 with the peas and just that, oh, that, that one yeah. guy who's just the, such a moron mm-hmm. that it defies any kind of logic or reason. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's... I, Okay, of the things to watch again, it's probably quite high on the rewatch. Mm. I wouldn't mind watching this again. Yeah, Love and Friendship is still good based on no return viewings. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to quickly do Arrival now because you reviewed Arrival last week. I keep saying week. Last this week, is yeah. not weekly. <laughs> last month. Um, I had not seen it. I have since seen it. Um, Sarah, refresh us on your opinions on Arrival so that I may offer rebuttals. Right. I remember what I said in the the podcast but anyway more generally mm. uh, what annoyed me was the whole emphasis on the like oh science fucking science do for us <laughs> that was weird yes. it's sort of it's just like a, a recurring thing in sci-fi now they have to have a character who just hates science for a very personal reason that's not how science works that's not how <laughs> not liking science works you know <laughs> and i kind of it's uh, i guess i was just disappointed that they had to kind of go to that cliche yeah what else did i say there was things that annoyed me about just how, <laughs> um, yeah, actually, uh, Jeremy Renner's character annoyed me because I don't really think he was necessary. The note I have here is he does not need to be there, and I agree with that. Yeah. Um, he uh, existed really just to fulfill the twist later on that she had a husband and stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah. spoiled this one too. The twist is that at the very start, you see her child being born, growing up, and dying of, I mm-hmm. presume, like leukemia or something at like 16. And then the kind of story starts proper with you assuming that that was mm. in the past and the present now follows that past. Mm-hmm. But the twist halfway through, or not even halfway, probably three quarters of the way through, is that because she keeps seeing flashbacks to this child throughout the movie, but it turns out they're not flashbacks, they're flash forwards. And it's the way it's delivered is super fucking clever. And just really, like, it doesn't, like, I didn't cop it to, like, it's so rare for a movie to have a twist that I don't see coming until the second it wants me to see it coming. Mm-hmm. So I was just so satisfied by that. But yeah, Renner exists purely so that she can anchor that twist more. Because, like, there's mm-hmm. a line in John about, oh, your father was the science one, not me, or something. And then his whole point is to be, the, I'm the science guy, and you're the languages guy, mm. and girl, <laughs> whatever. Gender. Uh, <laughs> let's just get married. Um, so yeah, he didn't need to be there. I agree the anti-science stance is baffling and bizarre <laughs> for the movie but those are both two fairly small things that uh-huh. otherwise didn't hamper me because I like the fact that it managed to not have an action scene not even once well, well there's, there's an explosion yeah, at one point which is actually when, when annoyed me because it didn't make any sense if the aliens know that the bomb is there because they know everything that's happened mm. they don't they don't wait till the last second to move it <laughs> but no, but they were trying to warn them. They got like pointing at the. They kept trying know, to try where they were they, trying. But like, they could break through the glass very easily. Like they ended up killing one of them. They can break through the glass, but I thought the idea was that they had to. That's why it took so long. It took like a day between visits because they had to equalize the atmosphere inside okay. for humans. So I guess if they could have broken the glass, then they probably would have suffocated to death or something. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, okay, it's a bit contrived. <laughs> but I, I did like the idea of why that bomb was there. Like, that the humans are inherently mm-hmm. shit, and they're kind of like, oh, we better 
sort of war with the aliens like why no mm. um i think another thing you said was that you <laughs> felt like the movie didn't like nothing was happening until she showed up mm. which i was initially on board as a criticism but then as it went on i kind of thought because eh, they, they do try and give the idea that the, the whole world is doing stuff and keep like seeing mm-hmm. like the screens all the other countries doing their own thing and like china's like as far ahead as they are in terms of like, mm-hmm. the progression so i was like that yeah well i think i'm more meant that like america's not really doing much like america couldn't talk to aliens so she figured it out with magic yeah no science never science (laughs) (laughs) but the other thing as well is i don't even understand like why would they pick one linguist like why not just get a whole bunch of them like it was was such such a weird thing that they'd go like we're gonna go to your colleagues like is there any reason you can't pick both of them up like you're security clearance i guess didn't want to get like people too many people involved in the I, mean, I, I, I guess but the, like then they have the science guy who doesn't do anything for a lot of it like i kind of just felt they wanted to give i thought they wanted to give the american military a pass and make them look like they're just science guys who don't actually do very much and it's like no america you've done a lot of shit <laughs> <laughs> you know might, might as well admit that it's not every other country ruining stuff I think the movie was just way too uh, nice on them. That's yeah, my thought, enough. anyway. Right. Um, I mean, as an American-made sci-fi, that is a trope that is just so ingrained that mm. I don't see it anymore. <laughs> Us Americans are great. I, I just I ignore it now. <laughs> point. Um, yeah, I thought it looked great. The score, I didn't outright love. I thought it was fine. It was weird, but mm. not in like a girl. I actually did quite like it. I, like, I thought, yeah. like... I thought it, it sort of it chimed very well with what was happening. Mm. Um, it was nicely like alien, like quite yeah. alien. It was very weird. I, yeah. just, I don't know that I'd like listen to it again. In yeah, no, I, no. I mean, I don't, yeah. yeah, it probably isn't sort of like smooth, uh, smooth music, <laughs> <laughs> just like for, to you know send you off to sleep or anything. No. But uh, no, I mean, like I mean, I thought that um, it did a pretty good. Going back to um, to our uh, film classes, the whole mm. diegetic, non-diegetic. Oh thing. yeah, totally, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I actually thought the score was pretty good. I don't know, like it was good. <laughs> I just because I actually quite like mm, Johan Johansson. I want to say his name. Yeah. Uh, like his score for our uh, arrival. This is the, this is arrival. <laughs> um, Sicario is really good. Uh, okay. and that's, that's also like a very kind of horror score, mm-hmm. but I would listen to that on its own because I'm a weirdo. Um, I just think this one it was just too. Well, again, this isn't, I suppose, not a problem with the movie. Like, it fit the scene that was used in. Mm. Just, I couldn't imagine listening to it on its own. But yeah, like, that's yeah. not really a problem I at all, thinking about it. So, yeah, that's, that criticism rescinded. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like that there wasn't really any action scenes. I, I really full-on thought it would go full invasion movie by the okay. end, where they'd be, like, fighting aliens on the ground, there'd be spaciousness in the air. Like, no, mm-hmm. no one's left. Mm. Like, the biggest action scenes are sensibly her stealing a phone. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get shot with a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think even the... The emotional compromise that really worried me going in it was done well enough that it didn't it didn't interstellar it is what mm-hmm. I, that's what i was taught was gonna okay, happen yeah. and it was nowhere near that compromising like mm-hmm. it fit with the narrative they had and it was fine and it was like a bit soppy in places but reasonably so so yeah i was very impressed with arrival um the funniest thing i saw though was there was a fake poster for it with um you know, Rick and Morty, the show me what mm-hmm. you got. Oh, yeah. So it was like the, <laughs> the black thing was one of those giant heads. Uh, with the same post with that. It was good, good stuff. That is good. Um, yeah, so... Do, 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 do. do you want to take one? Uh, I think, yeah, the sort of only one left, maybe, that, mm-hmm. that we haven't got, that we're not sharing, is uh, Anomalisa. 
Oh yeah. Um. So this is a uh, Charlie Kaufman stop motion. I think it's stop motion. Well, it's an animation. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. David Thewlis is the the main character, and uh, it's 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 brilliant. Uh, it's sort of basically sort of an external look at his internal world, I yeah. suppose, where everyone in it has um, the same face and the same voice um, until he meets this one woman who mm. has yeah a different voice, a different face, so he instantly falls in love with her. And I guess I can probably do spoilers by yeah, now. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, eventually starts to mor- to morph into one of these regular people again uh. um so it's really clever in that like it does what you probably well i suppose now you probably could do cgi everyone but i prefer if they didn't just an army of creepy peter cushing chasing <laughs> yeah. you down corridors yeah so anyway yeah i think that the, like i really liked it because they they just they use the medium so well and it's terribly terribly depressing but you know sometimes you sometimes you gotta see a, a child terribly die? depressing oh um not this time actually mm. i don't think so so it's <laughs> my uh, my list isn't about child dying actually i'm sorry is. that i hate children <laughs> and the next generation by proxy i suppose yeah well there you go it's just very good I heard there's a weird sex scene in it. There is a very weird sex mm. scene, yeah. I wouldn't mind. There's a there's a category idea. If, yeah. if you'd seen Sausage Fire and I'd seen that, oh, debating yeah. it as the weirder sex scene Damn. for an animated movie. <laughs> the main comparison I was I thought of was Team America. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I wonder, I wonder, could that become a category now? Then? Ugh, I, hope not. <laughs> I don't want to see that category filled nope. years ongoing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Right, um, so the last one before we get to the, the one we never discussed on this podcast, together at least, um, is Nocturnal Animals, which mm. it's kind of on my top 10 almost out of obligation because I just feel like I did really enjoy it as a thing to experience at the time. I don't think it's flawless by any means. I've I've read your review of it <laughs> and I do not necessarily fault any of your criticisms. Uh, also, as we were saying beforehand, this just wasn't a great year, and it was mm. hard to find ten. So it's on mm. there, but I don't know <laughs> that it necessarily would need to be. Uh, mm. But yes, I think so. Broadly, my opinions of it were that it's great and it looks really great, and I think the I just I don't know that it necessarily has much to say mm. on a subtext level. I just quite like the way it conveyed its narrative. I like the kind of as Mark Kermode said, like the the talismanic objects that kind of move between the first layer and second layer of the story in that like, mm-hmm. like the red couch where she breaks up with him in real life we see inside the narrative as the couch where you know she's oh, dead oh, like no. that's like, that's where the relationship die kind of thing i just like okay. that kind of symbolism that kind of carries through the things like that's just cool <laughs> um it's just it's just good visual storytelling i think like okay. it doesn't hit your head with it and that's, that's the thing i want to say to you last time you didn't mm-hmm. see it yet. um your read on the ending because i assumed him not showing up meant he killed himself because he dies yeah. in the story after he's got his revenge mm-hmm. so like does he just in fire for dinner and then kill himself as like the final because he was a very emotive man and i mm-hmm. think that's what he would probably do um yeah i don't know <laughs> kind of yeah uh, I, w- I wouldn't mind that ending <laughs> did you have any idea about why she had a kid when she had an abortion that really i really me. don't know it actually it took me so long to figure out who was the kid from the story meant to be i would yeah like i was like is that her did they have a kid mm. and she actually didn't go through with the abortion this is the thing yeah because initially i was like when that when the story started when the story within the story okay when the novel story started mm-hmm. yeah and the wife and the 
kid turned up dead. I was like, okay, that's obviously symbolizing the death of their relationship. But then I was like, okay, no, because Aaron Johnson and his gang are meant to be her. Mm-hmm. In his mind, they're the ones that destroy the relationship. So she is them. So then who is the wife and the daughter? Well, yeah. Did they have a kid that she aborted? And then that turned out to be true. But mm-hmm. after she reads the book part yeah. that deals with the daughter's death, she then calls her daughter. <laughs> yeah. So then we get to the end and they're in the abortion clinic. And I, the only way to read it is either that was a dream sequence or some kind of weird hallucinatory thing that didn't Ugh. happen. Or she faked the abortion knowing he'd turn up to the clinic mm. and get like completely destroyed by it. But I don't buy that because like she's not... <laughs> that would be really weird. Yeah, well, it would really, be exceptionally heartless. And, like, <laughs> even by her standards. Like she didn't seem like that much of a cold-hearted bitch. Like, she seemed like a Ooh. not great person, but she wouldn't bring her current boyfriend to the abortion link and mm-hmm. accidentally quote unquote invite her old boyfriend and father of the child mm-hmm. to see her at an abortion link and then go oh no look what happened she seemed genuinely upset that he showed up oh yeah and she didn't want him to be there she didn't want yeah. him to know that she had a kid of his mm-hmm. so like who was the weird ghost child yeah I don't know because actually I, I did look it up afterwards to see who was she supposed to be and mm. she had the same second name as uh, Army Hammer's character so you think like they had they had their own kid? Afterwards. So I think they had. I think that was the. That's the suggestion. obvious one, I suppose, but that seems kind of boring and doesn't fit with the, the yeah. I mean, melodrama and the rest of it. Yeah, no, it it definitely doesn't, and I don't really understand why they did that. Did mm. it other than like, ooh, look, symbolism. Ooh, look, parallels. Um, in general, I quite like the ooh look symbolism and ooh look mm-hmm. parallels, but I yes, I see what you mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, but it's the other thing as well is that then then that brings up the thing of like Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, Edward. Oh, well done. Thank you. <laughs> Jonathan. He is he's writing a story yes. about the daughter of his ex-wife and her current husband and imagining that it is his own. Okay, that's not the way I saw it. I saw that that, that thing about her mm-hmm. and their kid that they didn't have, like the kid that she mm-hmm. aborted. Yeah. Not Army Hammer's daughter. I don't think that that's necessarily what Edward was oh, doing. Okay, well, no, mind. sorry. I, like, as in... Like, that's the thing. It's so freaking weird that they're so similar. That is definitely a reading you could do. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's really creepy that... I think it's really creepy that he's imagining the daughter of his ex-wife being murdered and raped. Well, ostensibly his daughter. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that, like as in taking her on as his daughter and then murdering her. It's really, really weird. He was a messed up guy. <laughs> I mean, yes. And the more you read into the story the more you kind of realize that <laughs> yeah I, I i want i want you to rant about this because i did enjoy your criticism but uh let's right. get a few other points um why was jenna malone and or michael <laughs> sheen here i have no, no idea reason. yeah uh they're both great and mm. they're both good for the 40 seconds they're on screen i don't know what they're um the one jump scare <laughs> did it get you yeah actually yeah, it, did. it has and to get you, you it can't t- not get you you told me about it oh, like I, did, yeah. I was okay i'm not gonna say i wasn't bracing myself for an hour mm. and a half but <laughs> when it, when it happened i was like oh i should have well no i'm an idiot you got yeah. me basically <laughs> it, i don't know why it's there no, like, it's so it's know. weird having a single jump scare in a non-horror movie yeah it's really bizarre oh, yeah. it's very like twin peaksy as well you remind mm. me of killer bob and twin peaks it's so strange mm. um but the one thing I, I I still do like the movie on the whole. I think it's it does it's very melodramatic and very it's very colorful. And it's very it's it's very it's very obviously directed by someone whose main focus is visual design. Mm-hmm. And not like again, it's a visual medium, so I kind of like that about it. I don't again think it's faultless, but I do like just how well the I hate this term is so wankery, but again, it's not my term, Mark Mode's term, talismanic 
kind of switching, blah, blah, fine. Uh, and I really love that one bit with her mother, <laughs> who was the most amazing character yeah. actor I've seen all year. <laughs> like, that was just, she's terrifying. She was so scary. <laughs> just like right down to the costume and the weird color and the giant hair. Ah, oh, the best, mm. the best. Now, tear it apart. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I, I just it just made me so unhappy as a movie. Like I honestly, I I don't think I can enjoy a movie that's that much about rape and murder. That's totally fair. <laughs> um, and I feel bad saying that I did. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think like I can definitely, I could definitely appreciate a movie about those t- topics if they actually go and like have something decent to say. But this this was just like this was just straight up murder revenge story. They didn't deepen it. They didn't subvert it or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, here I am again. But it was just so horribly anti woman. <laughs> like I just I couldn't understand the idea of like oh that Edward was Susan's first love. That she's actually we're supposed to believe that she's missing out because she chose to dump him. He was a weird guy the whole time. <laughs> Do you remember, like at one stage she's saying like I'm not happy and he's saying you are you it's like no that's what like that's what abusive partners say that's totally true it scared me so much that I don't think Tom Ford was in any way or, or at least not enough condemning this guy mm. for what he was doing and that's just it's very 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 creepy and I just I don't I don't like movies that do that <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's it. It, it. They're all fair criticisms. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, can I be a little bit more constructive than just scared? Um, I mean, I feel like you're allowed to be scared because it's. I'm not saying I'm not screaming the word like rape culture in all caps. Mm. Like it, it's. It would be more of a concern to you than say a man like mm. me. So it it does make sense that the movie would unsettle you in that way, and that that would be something you feel should be called out especially seeing as hearing your criticisms and largely agreeing with them in theory it isn't being mentioned in reviews that i've seen mm, like i haven't really? seen well i haven't okay. i haven't seen much backlash against this i've seen backlash okay. against tom ford yeah, yeah but that's not for the movie it's for yeah, the weird yeah. shit he said outside of it mm-hmm. like, people are aware that it's about rape and murder but no one's really calling it out for being like, it's not pro rape or murder but it just being as it's sort irresponsible of, about it maybe? yeah yeah like yeah. It, it's sort of acting as though it would be a legitimate reaction for a grown man mm-hmm. to compare his ex-wife having an abortion to his whole family getting murdered and that's really yes. irresponsible because it's not true like it's not that's not acceptable and it's also like what kind of person thinks those things and goes spends 20 years writing a novel about it the 20 years seems a bit rough uh, <laughs> I, I, I suppose you could just as being like he's an artiste therefore it, it's all like allegory and so he's not really saying murder mm. but the fact that yeah, his mind would go there and visualize it so graphically and stuff with the intent of showing it to her at some point mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's a bit messed up yeah you see I've, I've heard um, people saying oh well she's an unreliable narrator so what no, we're it's seeing it's his book though <laughs> yeah it's, it's his book which actually it is another thing that I wonder I wonder do people this is me being very uh theor- theoristic right now it's a word um, <laughs> we have I w- degrees we know these things yeah <laughs> but i wonder are people more likely to consider female ca- characters to be unreliable narrators than men Ooh. like i i wouldn't put i wouldn't dismiss it completely you know like 
because what I have heard is like she's the unreliable narrator rather than him, despite the fact that yes, it's his book. Um, but in what sense? Is in she the sense that the we're flashbacks, s- like possibly the flashbacks, but also the fact that like we're seeing her reading of the book. But which I, I, I don't agree with at all because first no. of all it's called Nocturnal Animals which is was his pet yeah, name we for her. Exactly, yeah. So he stabbed her very... Well, not very yeah. Animal, but eventually. Yeah. Um, and as well people were like oh well it's Isla Fisher and not um, Amy... Mac- er, Amy Adams. Amy Adams yeah. in the book. But they're cast... She was intentionally cast because she looks like her. That was the oh, yeah, point yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but people were saying like oh yeah as, as though that's an argument and it's like well no, I mean, surely if she was reading it as herself in the book, she would see herself, not someone who looks like her. Like, if, mm. if you're reading yourself into something, I think you'd be more likely to imagine it's you rather than an actress who happens to look like you. Um, Plus, like, she wasn't to know it was herself till, like later on. Like, when she starts reading yeah. that night, she's just reading it for the crack. Like, she doesn't yeah. know it's her. Yeah. So why would she picture herself in it? Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was all this kind of... argument. Yeah, kind of feels like people are tying themselves up into knots trying to justify it as not being something that's a problem <laughs> yeah no that's, that's totally fair um, yeah from one vast amount of misogyny <laughs> to another one uh, our final one of the year which I think we both agree on and if we have oh, to yes. pick okay mm, I hate doing this mm. do you want to try and pick one each that is the best of the year like I'd probably say this one because mm. it, it feels the most accomplished of all of them but yeah, I, I kind of feel like you know, I'd probably say the same. Yeah, so it's it's The Witch, anyway. um, directed by someone, um, <laughs> starring Ro- people. <laughs> Roger Eggers, isn't it? That sounds right. R- R- Go with yeah. that. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, no. Um, <laughs> directed by Michelle, Michelle, starring <laughs> Michelle, Michael, and Michelle. Um, okay, it's yeah. So it's set during um, hmm, what period I mean, would you call that? Well, I suppose it's, it's the probably new world yeah, probably sixteenth, yeah. century, or sorry, sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred. Mm, yes, yeah, around that. Yeah. Um, it's about a small yoli English family mm. who get ostracized from their small community because of their religion. I think isn't that what it is? Yeah, it seems. Um, a, is it a little bit unclear as to what happens at the beginning? I kind of it's a little bit feeling. unclear, I think, but it's to do with I think they're like fundamentalist about their mm, religion, yeah. whereas the people in the village are not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of got the feeling as well that something like something happened. What I will, what I thought is pretty cool about the movie is like at some points you're like seeing the movie from the point of view of the kids, so you're not always sure exactly what's supposed to have happened. Okay. But anyway, that's getting into specifics. Let's get no, back actually, to this. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> anyway, so they go off live in this little cabin on their own in the woods. Baby gets kidnapped. Um, well, actually, we see early on a witch mm. or well a woman stealing. No, oh, it is that baby, isn't it? it is, yeah. yeah. She steals that baby and then she like mm-hmm. busts it open. Yeah. And it's a horrible <laughs> scene and it's like uses it for but that was the thing, like that's proper witchcraft. Like you're mm. seeing someone do a proper fucking blood sacrifice. <laughs> it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so basically they're they're plagued by this very scene. The crops are failing, the kids are going missing, one of the kids goes off looking for like, he looks he's looking for the child, isn't he? And he gets kidnapped by the witch and comes back crazy uh, no i think just he's wandering in the woods or he's he, running away from her or something he he leaves because he knows his sister is going to be sent off to another family if they don't get enough food i think is that was i think so i because I, I know they think she's which at one point that's later yeah, on yeah that is later on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we get the general idea <laughs> although no the reason that happens is because she threatens the smaller girl with her being the witch so does she tell the boy that and he runs away maybe it doesn't matter yeah. why okay. it seems <laughs> the point is shit goes down 
they all kind of get picked up one by one sort of mm. the thing about it that i really liked was that even though it's very clear cut and it shows you the witch right at the start mm. and it never even tries to be vague about the idea of this being subtext that's the thing about witch movies like, i really like the whole witch trials era of history not because of the massive misogyny i think it's interesting blame <laughs> <laughs> sarah Excellent. she hates everyone um <laughs> i think it's a good part it's an interesting part of history and i just I kind of hate in which movies usually that they always leave it vague and it's always mm. like oh is it just someone seeing a thing or lies or whatever this one is very clear in that no no there is a witch in the woods she does scary things but i still feel like the movie lets you read the whole thing as if it's not happening yeah yeah i really like that about mm. it because it's so clean that yes this is all going wrong but like we get to let's say the end of it even when mm ostensibly satan shows up mm. that's after she falls asleep like she falls asleep yeah, wakes up yeah. to satan, you know, in the dream sequence and like nothing else really happens that could confirm the witch's existence because mm. you never see the witch with them mm-hmm. like the baby could have been kidnapped by a wolf like your woman said it was the the kid could have gone off just trying to find food and eating like poison berries and mm. an apple i guess like there's no reason for anything to have happened mm-hmm. supernatural wise and that's just i think that's really it's a weird balance of to aim for and it's mm-hmm. even more impressive to actually hit it yeah so yeah. that's great i think i think it's funny the way it was marketed as being like the scariest film of mm. the year and all this kind of crap and like oh look at these reviews from whatever sundance or whatever festival was that and it, it got a really wide release and it shouldn't have gotten a wide release because <laughs> it's very much an art house movie um hence why i think a lot of people walked out of them and i've heard Possibly, yeah. stories i saw it in you know a fairly mainstream flex and people were definitely confused by it and mm. You could sense the tension in the room when it started off with like the the yoli English speaking, uh, and then people were going to go half around. Oh Jesus, this isn't going to stop. <laughs> this, this is the whole movie now, which I was fine with. But I, I always hate when you're in a movie theater and you can kind of sense you've lost the the, the mm. movie's lost the audience, but you haven't. So you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> you're trying to watch it extra hard. Yeah, to make up else, for everyone else, hoping they won't laugh <laughs> and they won't laugh at you for not laughing and that kind of crap. Uh, but you know, production design wise, it's just shockingly authentic. It, mm. It's so engrossing mm-hmm. just visually and hourly and just like just, it's so textured and just layered and it, it doesn't feel like a set these don't feel like actors mm. I, I think the commitment to the old speak really helps with that in mm. that there's no subtitles you can just about follow it without thinking too hard <laughs> but i think it's, it's just it makes it so much more um what's the word for here i don't know if it's engrossing enough times um so it's very similitude isn't it like but that, yeah, you, yeah that word so. sentence, you know what i mean um, <laughs> and yeah if i had one criticism i don't think it's that scary i think there's a couple oh, of bits okay. that, i mean the opening bit is quite creepy the, mm. the, like the kids being like um mortared up and spreading a big stick that's horrible mm. <laughs> hang on which the, the start when she's like oh sorry that child that's awful yeah um bits of the score are quite creepy i just didn't think there was any sense of sustained atmosphere for me oh really yeah um, like individual scenes could be creepy okay and i love the ending i love the ending so much i okay. didn't I, that was the other bit i didn't because i kind of knew satan was coming mm. and then he was a bit too <laughs> yeah I can, <laughs> I can sense my kin <laughs> he just seemed a bit too generically satan-y and just like this very posh English yeah man offering, like, yeah sweet mm. treasures. And like, oh, okay i like that they don't show him though that was good mm-hmm. uh, that was clever but yeah the ending is great and i I, I wish it was scarier that's all i'd say as a criticism i wish it was scarier mm-hmm. maybe just a smidge shorter just because the old english speaky dialogue does get a bit old after a while mm-hmm. um but yeah that's great it's really good yeah i don't know i i thought it was i was so scared 
I think I just hate knives near children. Oh, well, that's a, <laughs> that's a weird thing to hate, Sarah. Why would you hate that? <laughs> I know. Um, but uh, no, I like, I don't know. I, I didn't, I don't really get the criticism that it's not scary enough, mm. but that is also because I am a coward. So mm. it's, you know, like it's just, it's basically, it's the right level of scary yeah, for me. Okay. But that's, I guess your mileage will vary kind of a thing. Mm. Like, I think the thing that stuck out for me most was that, that like it managed to build a whole world that we don't really get anymore because like I was even for some reason when I'm trying to think of a comparison I keep thinking of uh, Ridley Scott's uh, Robin Hood right uh, as a comparison I'm like okay think about that world it wasn't anything like <laughs> the witch similar-ish <laughs> time I period I guess yeah I guess maybe I guess my point is that like most movies still like it's a nod and a wink to like hey postmodernism. hey mm science happens hey there's a sense that like we're looking back at it we're looking back through the frame of today and whereas that movie i could genuinely imagine believing that god and satan exist they're just outside your house at night they're warring it out and no you know you don't know what's going on outside your little village and you're just lonely and isolated and there isn't science there is like there is there's no sense of like that the 21st century might happen eventually <laughs> and like i just hmm. i thought that was amazing you know like i, hadn't thought, like, I, I know what you mean like the, the isolation of it but even just like the kind of temporal isolation yeah you say, that's a good point yeah it it, it does it, it is very just like locked into its own yeah. sphere and that's all you get and that's yeah mm-hmm like I definitely wouldn't say it's lacking intention. I just, I just myself was mm. not perpetually terrified. Like it didn't, the way something like let's say it follows or mm-hmm. kind of managed to kind of sustain a level of dread inside me for the whole movie. It mm-hmm. just wasn't quite there. I still think it is scary in places. I just didn't. Yeah. I can't appreciate it more. I don't think. I don't think it's a horror film though. I think that's the thing. I think it's more as a period drama okay. with horror elements. Because mm-hmm. even like, isn't the subtitle you get at the start of it? A New England folktale, is that what they call it? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. And even that to me is mm. that that sounds correct. Okay. Like, that's what I buy. And that, like, it is. Because folktales are sounds to happen in the real world, mm-hmm. quote unquote, but with elements that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. And that's what this was. Like, it felt like a real world story. It's this one family yeah, with just yeah. weird stuff happened to them. It didn't feel like a, like a straight out horror movie. Okay. Until the end, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I think folktale is a good way of kind of tonally placing it. And mm. So yeah, I'm like that's yeah, like, like old folk tales right? were weird yeah. and freaky. They weren't all just mm. happy go lucky fun. Yeah. Um, did you, did you? I wonder though. I I felt that you know near the end when mm-hmm. the father is um gored by Black before Phil. that. Oh, right. Um, but when he is bordering up the pig pen or whatever it is, because in locking his children in. Yeah. Did you get a shining feel to that? I felt like it was the reverse of like Jack uh, Nicholson. Like, now that you said it, yeah, I can down the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So um. Yeah, I don't know. I, and actually, I thought, like, as well, when the brother is going crazy on his deathbed, I thought that was kind of exorcist Exor- kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, so I like think Tara's doing kind of demon-possessed child. Yeah, true, exorcist true. Kind of coming true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're both puking. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was actually uh, horrible. Like, I could think oh, the exorcist yeah. puking is hilarious, but that one was just awful. No, that, just, yeah. a, a child vomiting up a single apple is <laughs> just the worst thing i've ever seen um, yeah it was awful yeah no it, it's a really good movie i actually keep meaning to watch it again i keep meaning to watch most things on that list again mm. but that one especially i think you see i don't want to watch it outside the cinema though I, I felt like okay. it deserved to be locked in a dark room with kind of i don't mm. want to watch it like at home where i can pause it and go make tea mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you know which is great really enjoy the witch um i suppose that's pretty much it i 
do you have like an absolute worst of the year? Because I know for like the written version of this mm. top five thing available on the site soon, I'd imagine if Ooh. not already. We had to we didn't have to, but we were given the option yeah. to come with turkeys and it was kinda hard to think of one. Like there's a lot of stuff that was just kinda bland this mm-hmm. year, but it's hard to think of absolute hatred. Okay. I said everybody wants them. Oh yeah. I really I hated that, that movie. <laughs> I don't know, but oh, I don't know, I had so much anger for it and it's nearly gone now, you know. <laughs> Um, well, as I think today demonstrated, there's plenty more left yeah. that well of anger yeah. for new movies, That's so it. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I think um. I cheated in my one, and I used um, the same film I used last year called uh, oh. Solace, which came out this year oh, okay. in America, but last year for us, bizarrely, mm-hmm. oh. this month in America, which I think is them trying to capitalize on Westworld because Andy Hopkins in it. Oh, okay. um, but if, if you see that movie post Westworld, it's it's a world of pain. Mm-hmm. Hopkins is checked out to the max. But no, I think in the end I kind of said Miss Peregrine's as uh, okay. of the year, even yeah, though yeah. I think there's worse films like Batman, Superman, and Suicide Squad are both worse movies than Miss mm. Peregrine's. But I find both those kind of more fascinatingly bad, right? Miss okay. Peregrine's, as we discussed last time, really annoying and weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, like that's the thing as well that like you can have s- films that are just so inoffensively bad that you wouldn't, y- you know, you wouldn't ex- expend the mm. time to be like this is a terrible movie it's like yes it is terrible that's why no one has seen it and that's why you know no one thinks of it as, as soon as they move, leave the theater yeah. but like for me like everybody wants them there's loads of reasons that i hated it but like one of them was that like, i think richard linklater is a pretty good director for him to just like phone it in just make something that's so just at the best it's just mediocre it's like a worshiping being mediocre like his characters are all just so uninteresting they're just there for people to identify with Mm. i don't think that good cinema should that identifying is good enough like if you want to identify with with the character you know you do so in order to like consider why do i identify with them or like is there something wrong with the fact that i identify with this this people or this group of people or whatever so like he was just basically just throwing a bunch of just like uh, oh cool average likable stoner guys so that everyone can just be like oh they're my best friends that's all i just love hanging out with them and and people and and you know and now people think that's really great it's not (laughs) it just annoys me so much (laughs) yeah fair enough (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think it's kind of nice that we both neither of our lists had a single Superhero movie. Hey, on. yeah. That's why they're being yeah. I think six this year. <laughs> the most we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. And they weren't all bad either. But no. Yeah. What, what, the world's moving on. Yeah. Well, uh, while while we're there, like if you if you had to pick one, which w- would have been there. Well, I actually recorded a super. We did the other podcast for Phil Noir on the kind of superhero based one, and we we're just ranking them. And I, I kind of in the end had to say Deadpool probably. Um, okay. Because like, even Civil War, which I did like, mm-hmm. upon rewatching, it's kind of bland. Like mm. the airport fight's amazing, and I think justifies any ticket by just for that because the sheer spectacle of it's amazing but the rest of the movie bit meh it's okay. very actually that video you showed me the the one about the colour grading oh yeah it had it had occurred to me in that movie just how weirdly washed out it was mm-hmm. and now that I've watched that video it, it <laughs> is a cross the border problem but okay yeah I don't know it's a weird year mm-hmm. um, so any anything from next year especially you're looking forward to um, mm, probably but I can't think of anything you go and maybe I'll remember uh, well in terms of like far into next year all I think of is Wonder Woman but um, okay. just because I don't want it to be bad and I really want it to okay. be good and I think it's going to be terrible because they've all been terrible so far but we'll see but more immediately January we have Resident Evil 6 and Underworld 5 and I am mm. um, 
breathless with excitement about all those things because they're gonna be fucking dreadful and i can't wait okay Ooh, actually i just remembered i wish i could remember the name of it because i it just it was in the ticket yesterday mm-hmm. and it sounded really good it's ellen page and i don't know who the other person is but they're sisters and it's sort of like oh i think posts. i noticed one yeah it's sort of like not survivalist i guess is probably the genre so i think it's gonna be fairly kind of indie low key i don't know if it's gonna get a general release this is the one that she was shooting oh last no it's not no. the zombie one no this is um this is another like it's, i think it's i don't think it's zombies mm-hmm. <laughs> like i mean yeah, it's yeah. definitely a, it's another sort of post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah, yeah. thing i think i have seen that zombies. one too like the post for yeah yeah but uh i i think it could be very i i, just, I don't know if it'll be amazing or anything mm. but i think it'll just be really interesting uh storyline so cool. yeah um yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, that is us done for the year, ostensibly. Mm. It, it's not a great year for cinema or the world, <laughs> as you said at the outset. And yeah, so do please listen to this. Yes. Rate and subscribe on iTunes, that does things, apparently. Um, <clears throat> you can follow Sarah on Twitter at oh, yes. S. Cullen. F. Cullen. Okay. S. F. D. Cullen. Yes. Um, which I think also links to your, is it Letterbox? Is that what it's called? The, uh, yes. The yes, review thing. Uh-huh. Letterboxd is some new weird fangled yeah, review system yeah. that operates via Twitter, I think. I don't really get it. Uh, no, I think it's just a, an independent, well, independent, whatever that yeah. means. It's another website, but they can link to each other. I don't think okay. they actually, yeah. Sorry, I'm but, getting yeah, away. Sarah's reviews are often <laughs> good on there and very, very contrarian. And I would encourage reading them. Oh. Um, I myself am also on this website and on Twitter at, at Frontastic. Uh, I also do head stuffy righty things. Do you want to plug anything else actually while you're here? Hmm. Let's just plug everything. Um, mm, oh well, there's actually um, there's a fantasy conference going to be on Ooh. in Glasgow next um, March, and their call for papers is up until I think it's the 19th of January. So maybe I'll put it up. Maybe I can link to it on uh, Film Ireland or something. Maybe. Sure. Um, or see if we can do that but uh, yeah it sounds like it would be a really good conference and they're looking for um, academic stuff but also if people want to submit any creative endeavours relating to fantasy that they have um, it might be good for them yeah Um, the last plug I'll give is my own other podcast about James Bond called Quantum of Friendship it's very bad Um, it's very very bad but Please, for the sake of me and Jonathan and the fact that we're, you know, self-producing it, please listen and don't hate it. (laughs) All right. Well, that's been 2016. Have a good Christmas, I guess. Indeed. And may 2017 be slightly less shit, but it'll probably be worse. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I've been Richard Drum. I'm Sarah Cullen. Bye. Bye.